Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. Food. Food. We all love it. Glorious food. We love it more than many nations love it. Well, I mean, everybody, everybody loves food, but, but Singapore has a special we have relationship. We deeply entrenched, proud food <laughs> culture. And over the years, because you are a vegetarian and, and my family has has chosen to eat less meat over the last couple of years, we've been looking for meatless alternatives, right? Mycoprotein-based or plant-based in some way, shape, or form. We've had the folks from Corn on, Q-U-R-N, a number of times over the years. And, of course, Impossible, the Impossible uh, Meat folks. And beyond Meat. Beyond, beyond Meat. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a whole... Well, I mean, it's, a, it's literally a top-down government initiative now to produce more meat-free, plant-based alternative foods for Singapore to improve our food security. We are going to now launch into a new area that I think is going to be very exciting for many Singaporeans, the first meatless ota kosong and nasi lamak kosong. Compliments of corn. Christopher Lee, the commercial director of Monday Nissan Singapore, joining us as is Darren Lee, the new business and planning manager for Lee Wee Brothers. Welcome to the show, gentlemen. Hi. Hi, Ben. Hello. Let's start with Christopher. So this is a collaboration, we must stress, between Lee Wee and Brothers and Corn to produce Singapore's first meat-free Nazi landmark. Start with you, Christopher. How did it come about? Yeah, I think I think being a Singaporean, and uh, if you look at um, Singapore being a multi-culture uh, country, uh, we are looking actually for a dish that is well loved by the Singaporeans. You know, a dish that we can basically eat every day, mm. and I believe every one of us will not say no to ota and nasi lemak, particularly <laughs> myself. You know, I, I, you know, whenever I think of ota and nasi lemak, Levy brother is always at the top of the mind because they. In fact, I, I think they are probably the best OTA manufacturer and nasi lemak manufacturer in Singapore. Oh, is that right? Okay. In fact, yeah. in fact that there are days that I really crave for nasi lemak. Mm. Um, you know, and do you night. pick up the phone and call Darren and tell him to send something over to you? <laughs> <laughs> now, I have, now I have a direct contact. So <laughs> there you go. And, yeah. and Derek, yeah. uh, uh, or Darren, excuse me. Um, this this effort by you guys to produce this meatless version, this plant version of it. Uh, when did you guys start thinking about doing that, and and why was it important for you to take this step? Well, uh, personally, I, I'm a fan of corn, and uh, I find it easy to incorporate corn's products into our menu, as they have a lot of products spanning different cuisines. So when our business partner from corn approached us, I think it came at an opportune moment, and it's um, our brand rejuvenation efforts. So um, this collaboration is great fusion of heritage flavors and the new age preference for alternative diet. The Monday Nissan Singapore team has provided quite a lot of support um, as well in our launch. The collaboration was very enjoyable process with lots of food tasting. Hmm. Well, Darren, let me just stay with you for a second because, you know, you're second generation leader of Lee Wee and Brothers. Now, this is a homegrown, very well-known otter chain, famous for your otter, as you mentioned, and the Nazi lemak there. Singaporeans. The first thing they're going to see, say, with any meat-free product, with any product full stop, is the taste. Is it going to taste as good as the real thing? Mm. How do you answer a question like that, Darren, and what did you do? I guess the foundation of our flavors is using like a combination of spices, um, eggs, and seafood ingredients. So finding meat-free alternatives to this was um, definitely a challenge. 
Um, our customers have already set their expectations based on our original um, fish otah. So they are expecting a meat-free alternative with a flavor profile that is close to the original one. Um, sometimes um, our customers have an equally accurate taste, but like, like ours, so finding meat-free alternatives to our familiar flavors was a challenge that seemed daunting to us at first. But thanks to our production team and one of our co-founders, who went quite a few rounds to perfect this recipe, we managed to produce a close flavor profile. Fantastic. Yeah, Christopher, we, look, we, we, we've had you on before, and, and we've talked about corn for a couple of years now, uh, and, yeah. and Neil and I both have, uh, you know, been, been uh, well, we've, we've got a, a number of, our, of your products in my freezer right now, uh, but it's not, it's not about a commercial. It's about the fact that the, the taste is unbelievably accurate. Uh, for for corn products, um, we haven't we haven't tasted this one yet. You kindly sent over a couple packets today. We we can't eat in the studio, so we're gonna have to wait till after the show. But we believe me, they will be uh, partaken of. Um, so, uh, taking this next step forward, you know, you've already had uh, chicken nuggets, and you've already had beef, and you've already had various products. So hitting you know hitting the Singaporeans really where they live with with these local favorites. What are you expecting the response to be, and who's really going to be who's going to want to buy these and eat these? Yeah, you know, Glenn, it's a very good question. Uh, you know, five years into this market, when we first launched in Singapore, uh, there are a lot of uh, uncertainty. Hmm. There's a lot of question about what are, what is this product about? You know, because we have vegetarian, we have vegan product in the market for thirty years, made from soy. Right. Um, Personally, when, when I launched the product, I, I really wanted to target the, I would call the flexitarian. A lot of times, a lot of brands will say that I want to target the flexitarian. But when it comes to taste, it's still the number one thing. Yes. Um, across Asia itself, you look at it, we, we have a lot of discussion on uh, sustainability. There's a lot of discussion on health. But to be honest, food being food, it has to be delicious for, for a start Absolutely. before we can advocate. Uh, that changes. And and often over time, you know, uh, from a company perspective, from a brand perspective, it's not about this is not good, change to that, you know. Uh, it's not about that. I, I personally think it's about providing an option in the food option that advocates small changes for a big change, you know. It's, it's very difficult to tell people to say, Let's go for the big change and, and, and revolution, revolutionize the world. Uh, it's, it's, it's tough because it ha- already has been a food habit yeah. that this is what we are taking. In fact, uh, Glenn put up a very uh, strong point that most of the product of corn that we imported from UK are very Western-centric. Yes. So if you were to ask me to eat burger every day, uh, as an Asian, I find it tough. Uh, of course, there might be some people that really can have burger every day. That's why we are looking at a lot of partnership like with Levy Brothers to, to, to provide a meat-free option in their menu uh, and, and, and prob- probably give an option to the flexitarian or the vegetarian, mm. right? So Nasi Lama Ota is definitely uh, one of um, my favorite and it's really exciting to be collaborating with Levy Brothers. Um, but I think there are more to it in terms of like satays, uh, or even chakotia, which is very local-centric. Yeah. Um, that, will, that will provide that option for people to move into a more sustainable and healthy diet without compromising taste. 
and their, their changes in terms of their taste profile and things like that. And that's absolutely key. I do feel I must sort of champion Western chefs. We, we don't just eat burgers, by the way. If, if we did, I would have starved <laughs> many, many years ago. Um, but no, I do take your point. In fact, when Corn first came to Singapore, and for the benefit of those who don't know, Corn was originally a British uh, brand, which is now owned by Monday Nissin. But um, he said to me, no, we have a product we don't just want to bring over Angmore food. We're going to make our own food. And I was very much, okay, I'll believe it when I see it. But they're doing it now, Christopher. And not only are you doing it, what strikes me, if you'd have told me five or six years ago that the meat-free market, the plant-based market generally would have expanded with government support, with big business support, mm. as rapidly as it has in Singapore, I would never have believed you. Yeah. Every Heartland supermarket now, never mind the big ones in Orchard Road, every Heartland supermarket now has a plant-based section, a meat-free yeah. section. Yeah. I mean, Christopher, firstly, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing you couldn't have seen it either. Where do you see it going from here? Where do you see the plant-based, the meat-free market going from here? I, I personally think it will continue to grow. Uh, this category is definitely here uh, for, to stay and yeah. not just a hype. Um, but I believe the Asia region where I'm, I'm managing, uh, the growth rate is a bit slower compared to the Europeans. Um, but I do see it uh, getting stronger and stronger and here to stay. Now, the key to me personally is uh, if you look at this category, so you, every single day, I must say globally, there are new brands coming in into this category, you know, developing, developing products, yeah. Yeah. Uh, launching the products and things like that. But we do see good products. Equally, we do see bad products. Mm. So, you know, when, when I will probably say that when, when you have bad products in the category, it kind of destroys what the good product is trying to do. Yeah. That you no know, plant-based, meat-free is supposed to taste good. Um, so, I do see the the the, the, tra- the growing trend of category continue to expand, mm. but I also see potential pitfall uh, that will happen. And Darren, can I just mm. ask a quick follow-up to you on that? Because... you've embraced this product with a meat-free alternative because sometimes when I talk to, it's like the old-fashioned meat farmers in the West. When you talk to them about meat-free products, they see it as a threat. They see it as a challenge. Uh, How do you view that? As someone who is famous in the market for your Ota, for your Nazi Lemak, how do you view, you know, uh, meat-free or plant-based alternative food sources? So with the launch of the, the Otaku song, um, we are quite excited to say that we have brought um, our flavors to a new audience. It is very exciting um, to reach out to new markets because we even had a customer who said uh, that she used to enjoy our food until she became a vegetarian. So she was very excited to mm. reconnect with our brand with this launch as we have also removed um, the alien ingredients from our um, the Ota and the Sambal to cater to uh, strict and religious vegetarians. So it has always been our um, mission to share our local flavors with the masses. So in this collaboration, we were able to recreate meat-free alternatives that is affordable so that there's something to go along for everyone. Yeah, interesting. Thanks, Darren. Uh, the uh, The two products are available um, at six Lee Brothers outlets. You can pre-order them uh, for on their delivery website. Uh, and from April the 7th, so that's a couple weeks ago, the Ota Kosong will be a dollar per stick. So uh, actually, Neil, can you hold up one of the like, I can. I will be the model. Bit? Yep. Thank you. And then the actual food packet itself, the one uh, Neil and I have both just held up, is going to be six fifty, six dollars fifty per set. Uh, 
for the for the uh, initial launch period until June. So the prices are actually very much in line with you know reasonable pricing, right, guys? I mean, uh, Darren, when I give that to you, uh, it's it's very much what you would pay, not exactly at a hawker, but not too far from it. Darren, you want to take that one? Uh, the yeah, price, sorry. yeah, yeah. So um, for the price points, um, we are introducing it at a promotional price at six fifty. So um, yeah. we are trying to introduce this product at um, an affordable price. Mm. Um, in terms of our price points um, across our, our menu, um, it's four dollar plus, and um, usually meat free products and meat free um, dishes are slightly on the higher price points, but we try to cap it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and and looking forward, uh, Lee, Lee and brothers, what other what other ones? What other local uh, meat free products uh, or plant based products are coming up in the future? What can we look forward to? Right. So currently, right now in the pipeline, we are still working with corn to develop and expand the meat free uh, menu because we have gained quite a lot of interest um, from um, our customers and also um, new vegan and vegetarian customers. Right. And Christopher, a good question from our listener. Um, I mean, I can answer this, but I'll let you do it. My concern is how processed the food is. Health is a big concern. Now, this was always the stereotype. That question is from Mike. Um, yeah. The, the, you know, that meat-free stuff in the past, a lot of it wasn't very good. It tasted like rubber, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Card- and, and cardboard and sometimes. it was just thrown mm. lots of MSG in it to add flavor. You know, but it, So that stereotype remains that this meat-free food, the meat-free alternatives are very heavily processed in ne- bad ingredients. What would you say to that, Christopher? Uh, firstly, I would say um, I will be very proud to say I am working for corn. Uh, firstly, what I want to say is that we are a protein creator and not a protein processor. Uh, why, why do I say that? Because if you look at microprotein, which is the main ingredient of corn, uh, which is a fungi-based protein, we actually, in our factory, we grow the fungi strain uh, from, from, from scratch. We grow it just how you grow your crops. Uh, we grow it and then we ferment it uh, naturally to get the product of microprotein. And then basically what we do is natural herbs and spices uh, into, into microprotein, uh, freeze, steam it, freeze it, and that's about it. So that is the very open secret of, of corn, very clean. If you look at in terms of our product label, we are extremely clean. Uh, but uh, in terms of a lot of time, people start asking me, uh, is, your process, is your product a pro- highly processed food? Um, uh, to be honest with you, no, because uh, if you look at how we grow crops, it's just like how we grow rice, right? We grow rice on, on, on the land, we harvest the rice, we kind of take out the husk of the rice and this is where the, the product is. And when you bring it home, you actually steam it and you eat it. So the whole entire process, I will say, is probably the same thing. Um, to, the, to, to, to a lot of people saying now the farm to, uh, the farm to fork, we are at that, that part of it. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, the rest of the other plant-based ingredients, I, I, I couldn't comment much because that's not where I were, I was, uh, we use this. Uh, microprotein is where we use this. But yeah. again, a lot of times, microprotein knowledge in terms of the region itself is still very new because uh, we are the only one globally uh, producing microprotein. Uh, so there is a lot of uh, educational um, drive that we are driving now 
to drive people to understand that there is, look, there is another source of protein, just like your chicken, beef, lamb, and microprotein, which is another super protein sure. for your consideration. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a, quick, a quick comment coming in from uh, Aloysius, one of our regulars on Facebook Live. He said he ordered the meat-free nasi lemak uh, last week, and um, but... He, he he doesn't like it as much because he won't eat it as regularly because most of the items are fried and he wants to stay away from fried food. Uh, Darren, as you move forward, uh, you know, obviously you, you've, you have to produce products in a certain way. Uh, is, is that part of your thinking, how to, how to get away from some of those fried elements? How, and, and for people that are concerned about fry, eating too many fried foods, what, what do you think about right. that, Darren? Uh, thank you for that question. Um, so far, since the launch um, for the past uh, two weeks, we have gotten quite um, a few feedback um, from our customers. That, that's exactly um, the feedback that the whole set consists of fried items. So what we are planning to introduce is also um, vegetables inside. Awesome. So like, for example, sambal long beans or sambal cabbage to complement this whole set. Mm. But Nazi lemak generally is fried though, isn't it? That's the point, isn't it? Nazi lemak is fried. It's a fried dish. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So there are a lot of fried items like fried eggs and things, um, fried luncheon meat that, that goes really well with this right. sinful dish. It's a sinful dish, that's right. So yeah. just <laughs> have a sinful dish that you treat yourself to once in a while, whilst knowing that you're saving the planet at the same time. <laughs> there you go. Gentlemen, we do have to leave it there for today, but uh, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, really fun to uh, to talk with Christopher Lee, the commercial director at Monday Nisi in Singapore, and Thank Darren you. Lee, the new business and planning manager at Lee Wee Brothers, about Thank this you. new uh, Ota Kosong and Nasi Lamak Kosong made from microprotein, plant-based. Uh, thanks for being with us. Hope to have you on again. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank you very much. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.